Welcome to the Business Miracles Podcast. I'm Heather Dominic, founder of businessmiracles.com. Since 2010, I've been training highly sensitive entrepreneurs and leaders from around the globe to work less while making more impact and income by doing things differently. I'm so glad you've joined me. Listen in and get ready for a shift in the way you view yourself, your work, your life. A business miracle. Welcome. Welcome to this special series of the Business Miracles podcast, Hatching the Highly Sensitive Leadership Revolution. You'll be hearing from select highly sensitive leader authors who contributed their real stories of creating more impact and more income to my book, Different, as found at www.differentthebook.com. In today's episode, I am so looking forward to connecting with Lydia Bonilla. Lydia is a pleasure strategist and professional speaker whose work has been featured in New York Times, TechCrunch, Forbes, and Essence Magazine. She helps organizations and individuals heal from burnout by redefining productivity through pleasure. She was also the founder of House of Plume, an intimate lifestyle brand that provides the discerning consumer with storage options for their pleasure items. Lydia, welcome. Thank you for having me, Heather. Yes, I'm so looking forward to our conversation. I would actually like to dive us in by reading just a segment of your contributing author story. No matter what I tried, I would end up with the same questions. Why can't I get it together? And how can I fix myself? because something had to be wrong with me. Accepting that I was highly sensitive wasn't automatic. When I first heard Heather teach and so much about what she shared resonated with me, I still had reservations about accepting that I was highly sensitive. As a Black Latina, I had few resources about highly sensitive people I could refer to. I mean, I even Googled it. I pictured the reaction of my family rolling their eyes. First, you don't eat white rice. Now you're highly sensitive. Furthermore, I ignorantly thought being highly sensitive meant I was weak. I have loved this section from the very first time that I read it because I just really feel that this piece of your story goes right to the heart of how and why so many highly sensitives resist the fact that they are highly sensitive. So I wanted to read that to start us off and to ask you, first and foremost, what was it like choosing to share that part of your experience in your story? It's a great question. It felt authentic for me because it was always in the background of just choosing being highly sensitive, knowing that I am, but it's one thing and, and choosing it in terms of being empowered around it also meant dealing with and accepting, you know, the socialized norms of being Black, Latina, and not 
having any language or experience that would say to me, yeah, this makes sense. Do you remember what came up when you Googled it? <laughs> yeah, just, it, it must have been like four or five articles. And it was like one article that, and it was literally, you know, imagine like usually when you Google something, it's like millions of hits. It was literally like one page of hits <laughs> and it was one article that just talked the, talked about being black and being highly sensitive. I don't recall what it was about or whatever, but I was like, yeah, I, okay. I, I don't know if Google doesn't know that. I don't know about this. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. If Google doesn't know, have you just out of curiosity had conversations with your family, friends, people in your community about being highly sensitive? Yes. So my family, no, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've even told, I haven't even told my mom <laughs> I'm sensitive because I feel like it'll be something else you'll start to worry about. And will then start to send me articles or something about. Uh, so I, I haven't I, I not heard, but other people that are friends were like, they were like, of course you're highly sensitive. <laughs> of course you are. Like, why did you think you were not? <laughs> that is so funny. So funny. Those that to me says good friends, right? Yeah. They can they can really see you. That's what yeah. that's what I hear. When it comes to embracing your highly sensitive, and I really appreciate how you just spoke to that in regards to choice, right? And and in in the leadership training program, we talk about the IUC process of transformation, awareness, understanding, knowing, and that between understanding and knowing is, you know, more choice and action than you ever even realize is going to need to take place to shift from just intellectually understanding something into an embracing or an, an embodying that knowing. So, you know, for yourself with making that choice, is there anything that comes to mind immediately that has changed for you as a result of making that choice to embrace that you're highly sensitive, you know, in spite of only one page on Google in spite of the going against socialized norms of, you know, what it means to be Black Latina and then adding something like highly sensitive to that. Anything that comes to mind that has changed for you by making this choice? Yes. So choices around where I want to be and where I don't want to be in certain environments. So one that one thing that comes up was recently I was invited to come to a, let's call it a goddess group, just a, a group of women coming together. And one of the women I knew was friends with, with someone that I am sort of in a complicated relationship with, where there's a, I, we're friends, but there's friction. And I had asked her, I said, oh, this, I said, oh, this event looks great. But did you invite so-and-so? And she said, this was over text message. And I, she said, oh, no, but I, I'm thinking I should have. And I said, well, if you are, then I'm not, not going. <laughs> because it does not work for me to be around this person in this type of environment. 
and I'm like, I'm no longer willing to be uncomfortable for the sake of pleasing others. Mm, I just got chills. That's, that's really to the heart of, yeah, so much of that shadow of people pleasing, right? The highly sensitive shadow of people pleasing. So I hear a real shift around that for you. And in the past, you would have gone? I would have gone and I would have just coped somehow or another. I probably would have drunken too much or left early or just been judgy the whole time. And I, I just have spent so many moments of my life like that, that I, I, I don't want to waste my time anymore like that. That speaks so clearly to highly sensitive coping mechanisms, to shadow behavior. And that is really, really inspiring to hear how that has changed for you. Very inspiring. Why was it important to you to contribute your story to the book different? It was important to me to contribute and to share my story, to add to at least one other Google link. Someone else. (laughs) (laughs) Someone else Googles black, you know, black and highly sensitive or something like that. They'll, They'll find something. But, you know, to give it a different to give it a different face than what I than what I knew it to be based upon my own assumptions and biases around what it meant to be highly sensitive. And also that really also to give room to be black and sensitive. That is not something that's ever been afforded me. You know, you, yes. I was taught to be strong and to be this and and to be resilient against this, all these things. And and sensitive that wasn't even in the realm of like my existence yes yes I'm so glad you spoke to that because I know that we both laughed about you know the joke of adding something else to the page on Google but in truth it's not a joke in truth it is so important that that piece of the story is available to others for the exact reasons that you just shared. And you spoke about, you know, that you were taught to be strong. And in the teachings, we talk about our highly sensitive strengths. And I feel like your story about the party is actually an example of being in your highly sensitive strengths. So that makes me curious about if there's been a shift around the definition of what it means to be strong for yourself. Yes. So growing up or into early adulthood, I would say being strong was literally having armor, you know, for the environment that, that I was in, which was, which was like to always have, some you know, to, to be able to defend yourself physically, verbally, just you have to be on on high alert. And now, you know, in in in, in the, the opposite for me is true now in the sense that I really do consider my ability to be vulnerable as a strength, because that's something that people always say 
about me. Like, oh, you know, it's, it's you have this ability to be vulnerable. Like, okay. <laughs> and now I, I see that as as a, as a strength that I I get to feed from. Mm, yes. I'm so grateful that you spoke to that experience of relating with strength as you just did, because, you know, as you share in your story in the book, there's so many out there who are highly sensitive and want to be creating external success for themselves and fall into that limiting belief that, well, I can't really be who I am. I can't really embrace my sensitivity and also be strong in the world, which is often equated with also create external success for myself. And I, again, really appreciate the way that you spoke to one socialized definition of strong, which is about armor and a more highly sensitive essential self definition, which is about the strength of vulnerability. When we are in our strengths as highly sensitives, we do have power within our ability to be vulnerable. It reads as genuine and true because it is. It really is. So if you could speak to other listeners or those who are listening right now who also are Black Latina or have some other aspect of their self and identity that they feel is completely counterintuitive to being highly sensitive. And they don't really believe that it's possible in any way to embrace this part of themselves. Is there something specific you would like to share that you would want them to read on that Google page? <laughs> yes, that, you know, part part of the socialization, I think, around it not being okay to be highly sensitive is that, you know, as, as first-generation immigrant and also being Black, like you your goal is to fit in so that you are not kicked out, that you get accepted, that you get the mortgage, that you get the house, that you get the job and everything you're, you know, you're brought up to so you can fit in so you can be accepted. And that accepting yourself all of who you are does not mean that you won't be able to create what you want in life. And that what you've been taught up until this point has been sort of that uh, survival mechanism of like, we, we want to make sure you survive. Like they, you're not going to be eaten up by the world, but that you have, you know, you have the power to, to choose it for yourself. And it also means like having, you know, embracing the freedom that you do have. Because one thing I think about is my grandmother who was, I'm pretty sure was highly sensitive. She was super creative. She made all her own clothes was just like a quiet kind of person, but also very powerful. And my mother, I remember my mother saying, she never liked to go out, we all danced and she, she just hated it. And, but she didn't have the option to be herself. She didn't speak the language. She didn't, wasn't from here. She wasn't born here. She didn't have education. 
And if you're listening to this interview, I imagine you do have some aspect of that. And part of, I, I consider it a responsibility of mine is to take the freedoms that I have and do something with it. Yes, yes, yes. So, so well said. And so taking the freedom that you have and doing something with it, with that in mind, why is it important to you to be a highly sensitive leader? Hmm. Because it's the way that I have that empowers me and that I've tried to do it the other way and that nearly killed me. I think that really says it. Yeah. And I know you're not the only one. And it looks different for each and every one of us as highly sensitives. It does come down to that shared experience of when you're working against who you are for so long, it does come to a point where it, gosh darn, nearly kills you. Uh, yes. I mean, I remember my first job out of college, I was working in, in, in trading, which is so not the environment for someone being highly sensitive, numerous deadlines a day and just all these trading billions of dollars a day. And I remember I gotten so sick and didn't understand what was happening. I remember I went to a holistic doctor who said, who finally said, he was the only one that said it was like, listen, your job is killing you. So either you adapt to it or you get another job. What are you going to do? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And so often for us as highly sensitives, because literally it is our nervous system, which is like, you know, the primary central track of our physical body adapting just isn't an option. It literally isn't an option. I know for myself and in my version of the job that nearly killed me, I tried everything. I tried everything to, to make it work and not knowing that I was highly sensitive, you know, I had limited access to what I could do and just ended up driving myself, you know, further and further and further and deeper and deeper into physical distress, which, you know, manifested even years later. And it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be hard. That's right. That's right. Absolutely. Lydia, where can listeners find out more about you and the highly sensitive leader work you are doing in the world? Sure. You can find me on Instagram at LydiaBania.com. So my name, D-O-T-com. Awesome. Amazing. We'll make sure that's in the show notes. Thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you for all the ways you continue to show up and all the ways that you continue to lead, even in the moments when I sense you're not aware that you are doing exactly that. So thank you. Thank you. And for listeners, thank you. And until next time.
thank you for being a part of this Business Miracles podcast episode and for beginning to dip your toe into the journey of highly sensitive leadership training. If you are ready to truly use your sensitivities as strengths in all parts of your work and life, I invite you to connect for a one-on-one chat. You will experience being deeply listened to and together we'll get a sense of whether the highly sensitive leadership training programs are the best next step for you and your highly sensitive journey at this time. Just go to www.claritycall.com to schedule a conversation. We so look forward to connecting with you. Talk to you soon.